Hello, hello! Welcome to Conversations with the Future, where we interview ambitious teens with big dreams and inspire you to start working towards your dream career while you're in high school. My name is Okay Okafu, and I will be your host for this show. Stay tuned because you are not going to want to miss this. All right, so today I'm going to be talking to Tom. This is our second episode. And like the lovely individual we spoke with in the last episode, Tom also goes to my school, but he is a part of the class of 2023, meaning that this is his senior year of high school. I am really looking forward to this conversation with Tom for a couple of reasons. I've known Tom for three years now, and I've always admired him for his incredibly strong work ethic, which has enabled him to do so much so well. I've admired him for his contributions to the community, and he has done so much for our school and for the greater good, and he consistently takes on leadership positions in the school, which we will talk about during the interview. He has left a huge impact on my school, and he is always striving to do more, to reach higher, and to work harder. And I think you are all going to be inspired by this versatile, ambitious individual. And I promise this insightful conversation will provide you with some of the steps you can take in high school in order to work towards your big dreams, like Tom has done. And you're going to get a fresh perspective of someone who has finished the majority of high school and is now applying for university. So without further ado, let's welcome Tom. Awesome. So hello, everyone on the podcast. So my name is Tom Hu. I'm currently a senior student here in Ritty College. So yeah, thank you once again for all the kind words. Okay, I'm definitely sure that, yeah, as you can see, everyone here, okay, definitely has all of those awesome qualities that he was just talking about and yeah as he described so today i'll be here introducing my own experiences so i'll be talking about my senior year and also the previous years in the school and i'll leave the floor to you okay awesome so tell me a little bit about yourself where you're from your cultural background and things like that definitely so in terms of me i'm chinese so i'm from China, a very small city named Chuzhou, that is five hours away from Shanghai, so it's a five-hour drive. But coming from a small city, it really, it really helped me with my mindset in terms of helping me discover what my purpose is. And then I'm sure that I'll, this answer will be answered later on with other questions. I'm okay, but really, I think my cultural background had really suited me into who I am today, and it's really a piece of me in terms of my identity and how I really react to this diverse community that we have in Ridley College. But yeah, so I'm a Chinese student, international student here in Ridley College, and I think that's pretty good. Nice. Thank you, Tom. So I'm going to start off the interview by asking you what your aspirations are for the future. What are you looking to do? What are you looking to study in university? And what is the potential career that you want to pursue in the future? Yeah, definitely. So in terms of future aspirations, I definitely can say that I want to be a tech entrepreneur. So someone like Elon Musk. But really on that note is by meaning that I want to use technology as a force to drive positive changes to our society or our world. So in terms of post-secondary, what I'm currently thinking is doing a dual degree in both business and technology. So again, trying to combine the two different realms of study and try to really create something new that hasn't been created before to really push for that social for that social change in our society. So yeah, I'll definitely say that in terms of aspirations for myself, it's really that 
making a change and making a difference in this world that is positive and can benefit other people. That's amazing, by the way. I'm just really impressed with this goal that you have. And I just wanted to share with everybody that you have actually started an enterprise that combines business and technology, like you've mentioned previously. So I just want you to talk to us a little bit about what the business is and what you're hoping to achieve through this business. Yeah, definitely. So again, uh, my business is called Nicely. It's a real-time negative mood indicator not really focused on detecting mood and differences based on someone and finding that early signs of a crisis happening. So in terms of really why I started a business, it really is an application of my personal aspiration as I talked before. So it's really that that application stage of my personal dream. So it's like my first trials or the first tests looking to fulfill that dream or looking to fulfill that awesome vision that I have towards myself. So in terms of business, it's really because of some personal instances that I have experienced in my past few years, which have really led to that innovation. So I can definitely just delve you guys a bit into the product story that we have behind Nicely. So it's really because of one year during my just years here, I met a guy named Steven, again, fictional name. So <laughs> don't really actually try to find Steven. But I met a uh, guy named Steven. He was an awesome scholar and also an awesome student in general. So he was at top of his game. He was an aspiring student, very involved in the school community, varsity athlete, and then just doing great in every aspect of life. However, although that he was doing so great, he was actually privately struggling. So he was actually crying for help on his social media page, but because it was a private page and no one knew that that page was him, all his cries for help were ignored. So in the end, Stephen attempted suicide, but was found out by our school. And Stephen's currently, again, uh, so he was forced to go back to his home country and he has to stop schooling and he is still currently taking treatment. So again, during that phase, really how I really see is that how a young man's potential was really being blocked or limited by through a mental wellness and again just drawing back on the fact that there were signs of of him crying for help and we should intervene at an early stage so this is really the purpose of nicely as again as corona hits and as gen z is writing we are really looking forward to finding to or partnering with the next generation of psychiatrists counselors and therapists to really use technology as a force to help with their diagnosis and help with their current methods. Uh, we believe uh, our technology can really provide uh, a lot, just provide more information for them to make more better diagnosis and trying to tell the therapist what the undiscovered side of their patient might be like and try to monitor how they're like or what the patients are like while the therapist is not around. So yeah, that's a very brief overview, but... <laughs> Yeah, here it is. This is Nicely. This is a business. I've been working on it for around almost two years. And that's it. Wow, I'm really impressed by that. And I think it's important to see issues in the world and try to create innovative solutions to solve those problems. So good on you for doing that. I'm really, really impressed. And I'm sure that a lot of people listening will be inspired by 
your drive to create positive change within the realm of mental health. Oh, definitely. Um, my next question for you is, what motivates you to work so hard in every area of your life? Because, of course, we know that you work very hard in your academics and you really know the importance of education and high performance. But then you have all the things you're doing on the side, like your nicely tech business and so on. So how are you able to balance that? And how are you able to know how much effort to put into each thing that you're doing and prioritize? Yeah, definitely. So I'll try to answer the question in different segments. So first of all, uh, where did my, let's say, work ethic come from? So again, this really sort of draws back into my personal backgrounds, but in terms of the personal story and everything that I have. So really, I was from, again, as mentioned before, I was from a small city uh, in China. And there, and I was from a public school, actually. So there, there wasn't really lots of opportunities around. For example, our school didn't have uh, after-school sports at all. And there were just limited co-curriculars in general. So really from those personal experiences, I was learned that opportunities and experiences for growth is something that you have to reach out for. It's something that you have to actively go engage and try to and try to incorporate and try to find those opportunities by themselves. So for example, when I was back in China, I used to uh, go to different, travel to different cities, big cities, just to, for example, do a co-curricular or have courses, or again, just to go to a competition in general. So I'll really say that it was the childhood experience that really provided me and equipped me with this constant drive for more and this just constant wants to figure and try to find more opportunities in general. So I'll definitely say my, my childhood experience was the motivation that really drive me towards that word sexist. And in terms of the reason why I, or how I balance these off is really based on, again, as you mentioned, prioritizing. So again, try to figure out what are the most urgent and most important thing to do, and then finish them off very quickly. I'll definitely say that in terms of myself, I'm, I'm a person that's not that organized. I more so really relies on a drive. So let's say is a Friday night or like Thursday night and I want to get work done, I'll just use the night doing work and I'll have the other days off. So I'll definitely say that my, me personally, I'm a person based on that drive of a stress of energy. And, but of course, in a structured and organized way. So planning time periods where you go to work and planning time periods or time segments where you relax, I think that can definitely help out through, for example, through someone's high, high school journey or as they're developing as a teenager. Yeah, that's very helpful because I think a lot of people have a hard time knowing what's the most important thing to do at this time. But you really showed to people just now through your response, the importance of, of course, drive, but also planning and structuring your time is really important. So my next question for you is going to revolve around leadership. 
So I'm not sure if I shared this yet, but you are a school prefect at Ridley College. So if you could just talk to the audience a little bit about what that means for you and what the process for you to get to that point was in your grade 12 career and what you're hoping to get from the experience. Yeah, definitely. So again, uh, prefectship or the idea of a prefect is one of the most challenging activities or leadership opportunities that is offered here at Ridley College. There is a rigorous selection progress, I believe is two stages or three stages, but there's a rigorous selection process. And every year around 12 to 15 students get the role as a prefect. So again, as the name suggests, a prefect is basically, we're serving as the role models for the school. We're serving really, we're, demonstrate, we're demonstrating what a student like. Uh, what I'll say definitely, we're demonstrating the ideal characters of the student body, and we're definitely representing the school image and what really what Ridley really encompasses as international school. So, in terms of prefecture, I'll definitely say that it is a very rigorous program. It takes a lot of time, a lot of organization, but it's definitely worth it because. This is again because you're working with like-minded peers in your in your grade who are just as great as you, and having that group and trying to work in a small group setting, it really just gives you the opportunities and experiences that is very valuable and that is very rich and very hard to find in a high school period. Just having a group of people with you working and trying to make this up. Op- uh, trying to make this community better and trying to plan for activities and different just stuff, just making things happen in general. Yes, for sure. But I think a lot of people might be wondering right now, what is the importance of leadership and what do you think taking on a leadership role does for you and your future? Yeah, definitely. So again, really how I think of leadership is that leadership can have infinite, infinite amounts of different definitions and what it means and what it revolves for a different individual can really change depending, depending on who you are, your personal background and your cultural background. But in terms for me, I think what leadership is, is really leading a group of people towards a common goal or a common cause. So that really resembles, for example, planning for something and words is working on a group project. So really, I think leadership can be found everywhere in our in our society or in our late daily school or educational setting. And I think everyone can be a leader. So I know it's kind of cliche to hear that, but again, I think really the best thing about leadership is that it is teaching you how to become let's say, an active member of a community or an active member of a group. You're constantly contributing. You're understanding the needs and wants of your group members. You're trying to coordinate different people's efforts and coordinate what each person is good at or what and how to really perform as a group. So I think when you are a leader and when you're taking on these leadership attributes, you're starting, you start to get into the mindset of thinking as a group not only for yourself, but thinking for the sakes of a, of a group. And that's a really valuable insight here because it really teaches us on how to survive on a group setting and gives you valuable interpersonal skills in terms of how to really coordinate between people, how to 
actually start a valuable conversation, meaningful conversation with other people. So I know I'm kind of all over the place, but again, I would definitely say that leadership opportunities can make someone grow very drastically. And it can make someone get used to the group setting and help them understand how it is to accommodate everyone or how it is to work with a group of people. So as going to, let's say, going to work, going to careers, I definitely think is a vital skill to have. And just the idea of communicating with others and try to coordinate and make everyone happy. I agree. Leadership is incredibly important. And I feel like in this day and age, it's it's important for people to not just focus on themselves, but also focus on leading the people around them towards a common goal to make the entire community better, right? So I love what you said about that. And also, when we think about leadership, it's not only about being things like prefects and school leaders, but I feel like it's also about creating your own leadership opportunities, your own opportunities to take a higher position and start coordinating things in order to make a difference. So you've done that in many scenarios. And one example of that that I'll share is that you have started a number of clubs in the school. One of them is called Enterprise Strategies, if I'm not wrong. And the other one is called a fundraiser. No, it's not called a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser for cancer called Relay for Life. And you've also co-founded the Math Contest Club at the school, which has been very successful. And just tell us a little bit about the process of starting those clubs. What was your purpose behind starting those clubs? And what value do you think starting those clubs will bring not only to the community, but to you as an an individual and your future? Definitely. So... I'll definitely say that a common purpose that I have in these all these different clubs and initiatives that I'm doing is again having a goal of giving back to the community. So again, really having the opportunity to be here and having the opportunity just to have all these wonderful co-curricular opportunities. I'm very thankful towards the Ridley experience and the very thankful towards what really this journey has really developed me as a person. So again, how I think of uh, these clubs that, for example, taking on the club enterprise strategies, it's really a club focusing on enterprising and also a club focusing on making innovation happen and then trying to get my personal vision out to the student body. So teaching them how to innovate and teaching them how to really become an entrepreneur that serves the social good. So a backstory of the reason, just the whole reason why I get this club started is because uh, the process that I have starting this club actually started in the 2020, 2021 summer when I went to University of Pennsylvania Wharton for a summer program there called the LBW program, great program. So it was really during that experience that I learned how to become an entrepreneur, how to design think how to go through the different phases of product design and different phases of just finding a problem, finding a solution, targeting that problem, and coming up with an enterprise. So after that summer program, I I was just feeling inspired. I felt that everything that I see can be turned into awesome business. And the entire mindset that I have was just just improved through the summer program. After that, I really want to bring this opportunity, this awesome 
you know, opportunity back to my Reddit community and share it, not only keeping that this ex- experience to myself, but exposing this experience to other other kids or other peers that might be benefited through this awesome experience. So I went to the professor, I actually sent an email to her saying that, hey, those lessons were awesome. Do you mind if I take these back to my school and again, use these to help more people, help improve their mindsets and probably turn them into the entrepreneurs that you turned me into? And she said, yes. I also actually checked with the program coordinator and she was also good with this. So yeah, it was done. So I went back to Red actually started a club called Enterprise Strategies, really enforcing on providing now top educational experience and making that available to the Ruddy community. So I used actually used exact same presentations with some, of course, personal alterations. And, and then really try to retell my experience with product design, with entrepreneurship, with business in general, and try to retell and share my perspective to the Ridley, to the to different Ridleyans and help them in their personal progress and their personal journey. So I'll definitely say that my journey was creating all these clubs, for example, really for like a mass contest, enterprise strategies. I've also started a few more. <laughs> I also co-founded and also held executives and a few more. But again, I'll definitely say that the main thing I'm getting out from all of these different initiatives is the satisfaction of giving back to my community. Is that really this community has shaped me into who I am today, into a thought leader, a thought a thought for a student that is in his you know senior year driving change, and I really want to share my experience, share the different journeys, and share the different history that I had that shaped me into who I am today to the broader Reddy community. And how do you think that your contributions to the community are going to help you in your career in business and technology? How are the two connected? Yeah, definitely. So I'll definitely say that, for example, in the process of creating a club or creating an initiative, you yourself is being is the benefit, is, is being benefited through that process because you are essentially applying your leadership skills and trying to, again, improve your skills to the next level. For example, during the making of all of these clubs, I, I have to connect, for example, to the school's admin office. I have to talk to the, fin- the finance office. I have to talk to different various teachers, communicate between different supervisors of the clubs, teachers, student body, learning how to advertise a club. So again, these are the essential skills that you're going to need in university, later career, and in every aspect of your life. Just the overall experience of, you know, really coordinating everything and learning how to communicate to different people with different perspectives. I think that is the really valuable thing that I learned from all these different clubs. So definitely say that in terms of the future, what really these initiatives have brought me is uh, interpersonal growth. So really telling me that how can I communicate with two different individuals, providing me with the perspective and equipping me with the skill and the, and the tool set 
to really plan things, not only plan things, and also execute them. Make sure, making sure that the execution process is polished and is great. Yeah. That's amazing, Tom. I am really, really impressed at how you're able to take different lessons from your leadership, from the initiatives, and from the different contributions that you're making to the community, and how you're able to talk about interpersonal growth and how your community outreaches not only create change for the people around you, but also help you to grow as a human being, too. My next question for you is going to revolve a little bit more around the business and technology aspect that we talked about earlier on in the episode. We want to get back into that. And I wanted to ask you, how long did it take you to zero in on business as the career you're hoping to pursue? Because a lot of people have a hard time deciding what they want to do. And I think that you sharing your experience and how you were able to come to that conclusion that yes, business and technology is what I'm interested in doing. I think that it's important for you to share with them, with us, how long that took you and what the process looked like for you. Definitely. And again, this is really one common problem that is being seen across every teenager that I met (laughs) and just like every, every, every peer that I met actually. So the idea of finding your purpose and really what you are passionate about. So definitely say that when I first came to Riddhi, I had a misunderstanding between what I'm good at, what I am good at, and what I am passionate about. So I'm just taking you through the through like the overall journey of how I really find like my ultimate passion business. But essentially when I first came into Rithi in grade eight, I had the idea that I was gonna be a theoretical math- mathematician. So I was gonna really again, so I was gonna really like study math and really finding like finding joy in solving problems and solving problems that is you know new to my can but again how i really shifted from that progress is actually from a youtube video called are you really interested in math or are you really passionate in the math and actually the youtuber had the similar experience asked me talking that saying that oh she thought she was you know she was passionate in this subject however after she has actually pursued a career in this subject, she has actually found out she was actually only good at this subject, but she wasn't passionate at all. So I think it's definitely important for teenagers to have that distinguished factor. Finding out, of course, the best scenario is doing something you're good at and also doing something that you're passionate about. Having that combination will be awesome. However, they also need to bear in mind that sometimes something they're good at might not be the things that they're passionate about. So at the start of grade nine, how I really took this approach and finding my purpose is really, I, I started broad, very broad, actually. I was revolved around, I think, more than 12 clubs. And I, more than 12 clubs, a few different sports. And really what I'm trying to do is really experiment so experiment with what my interests are and finding out how I can really integrate my interests into my passion. So there will be my advice for, let's say, a grade 9, grade 10, where there is still a lot of time in, and when the academic pressure is not that high yet. So really try to delve in into 
the opportunities that your school or your community offers. Try different things. Try different things in different subjects. Try different things in different realms of studies, different subjects to really experiment. Because as you enter grade 11 and grade 12, the pressure, the academic pressure is going to be high up and it's going to increase over time, but you're not going to have so much time to really experiment and try out what your passion is. So this is actually the route that I take, you know, experimenting, for example, with music, with art, with math, with physics, engineering, all different aspects. And by, by, and no, actually by the start of my sophomore year, I was like, how about tech entrepreneurship? So I started experimenting with it. I signed up for the Wharton summer camp. I was like, man, I'm loving this. This is great. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want to do. So I think, so my theory is really like experiment, experiment, experiment. You, everyone is born with a calling, with their personal calling, with their passion. And finding that passion definitely takes time and takes effort. But once you find it, you lock on to it and it will never go away. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I'll say definitely uh, in terms of anyone that's listening to this podcast, again, don't be worried or don't be scared in terms of not finding your purpose. It will come eventually, and you'll definitely find your purpose somewhere along your life journey. But again, if you're really curious into what it is and want to find out in a very short amount of period of time, experiment with your passions and interests. And trust me, you'll find it very soon. That's encouraging, Tom, not only to me, but I think to everyone who is listening. The time is going so fast. I have so many more questions to ask you, but there is one more important question that I do not want to skip out on. Mm -hmm. And that is, did you ever face any challenges, discrimination while trying to start these clubs and start your business and create leadership opportunities for yourself? Was there ever any opposition that tried to stop you from going how far you wanted to go, if that makes sense? Yeah, definitely. I think that's 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 a really great question. Okay. So I'll actually share an experience that I had starting Enterprise Strategies. So again, it's a new club in the school, but we actually got very good registration. So we got around 40 kids signed up for a club, both combining DECA and Enterprise Strategies. But again, it was the year where COVID is still around and it's still around now, but it was the year that COVID really hits the school community seriously and really hits us hard. So because of that, we have to migrate between online sessions and in-person sessions. And the roadblock is really not having kids attending to your club and not having kids, for example, participating at all because it was online. No one can keep them accountable. So... Yeah, I'll definitely say that it can be disappointing. For example, seeing that something you're working on is not being well attended or seeing, for example, your idea is not being, you know, buyed by the school community. For example, you spend all your uh, for all your work developing this new club and no one registered. But the emphasis is really on yourself. And this is really like what I'm pushing for and and like talking to myself really. So it's like, really, you want to focus on yourself, not the others. Focus on experience 
starting that club, creating the contents of the club, and not really people particip- participating. So again, um, you should. What I think is that you should put the emphasis on really the process of starting your club. And if people attend or not, it doesn't really matter because you have grown, you have really just developed your own skills through the process of creating something and making something happen. Of course, if they attend, you're gonna feel you're gonna have that satisfaction and you're gonna feel good. But if they are not attending, it's no problem. So. I would definitely say that one key motivation that helped me through those those stages is I really keep believing in myself, keep believing that the content I'm and I'm carrying and the purpose of the club is really is is vital to the school community and is really uh, believing myself and believing in club that people welcome having that optimistic outlook towards yourself and towards the thing that you're doing and just a lots of lots of encouragement. So, yeah, and another piece of advice that I would that I will also offer is that really, for example, when you are creating some initiative or any initiative, find out who your target audience is, and then find out what their true wants. Is I'm sort of talking in business in a business language, but <laughs> again, so for example, what I'm creating in my club, of course, my audience is going to be students. So really, put yourself. In the perspective of your audience, and try to think, what are they getting out of from your club? What are they getting out of from the experience, and how can you motivate your audience in coming to your sessions actively? So, yeah, that will be the biggest two pieces of, of advice that I will offer. Again, trust yourself, trust what you're doing, and have the perspective of your audience. That's amazing. What advice would you give to anyone our age who is looking to pursue a similar career as you? Uh, in terms of advice, I'll definitely say that mm, try new things. Again, I'm a big guy on experiment experimentation. So try new things, finding out how yourself functions the best, find out what your passions are, and just try new things. And try to reach a new level of, of understanding for yourself. So again, really, really key in into the different opportunities that your community can offer. Try different things. Try volunteering. Try music. Try sports. Find the personal calling that is important to you, and pursue them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with everything you have just said now and throughout the entire interview. I'm so sad because our time has come to an end and I'm really, really grateful that you have joined us today, Tom. Thank you so, so much. No worries, okay. And again, you're a great MC, and all of the transitions were awesome. Keep doing <laughs> what you're doing. And again, I believe that this is going to be an awesome series. So thank you once again for this opportunity, just inviting me and have me speaking at Uh, here in this podcast but see you next time yeah of course and i just wanted to conclude the episode and say to everyone in the audience that one of the really important things that we need to take from what tom has said is that when we contribute to the community and do things that can help the people around us not only are we bringing the people around us towards a greater goal that is causing everything around us to become better but we're also improving ourselves 
which we're going to need for our futures, right? Tom has talked a lot about personal growth. A lot of the skills that you will be gaining from your leadership initiatives and the different opportunities that you're making for yourselves, it's going to be useful throughout your entire life. So I encourage you, just like Tom has done and will continue to do, keep serving your community and find ways to help the people around you and to do the things that will enrich you and prepare you for your dream career. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. My name is Okeo Kafo and thank Thank you for tuning in to Conversations with the Future.